Sponsored by Amazon. Good morning, Playbookers. I'm Deputy Editor Zach Stanton. It is Friday, September 8th, and here's what's driving the day. In campaign news, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem is expected to endorse Donald Trump at a sold-out fundraiser today, an acknowledgement both of his front-runner status and of her effort to put herself sort of front and center in the veep stakes, the sort of nascent race to be Donald Trump's running mate. Our own Adam Wren has a good read-up on that this morning that you should check out. There are three things that you should know about concerning each of the three branches of government today. The first comes from the White House. At the G20 meeting in New Delhi, the Biden administration will unveil its plans to counter growing Chinese influence throughout the developing world. And the pitch to these developing countries goes something like this. Join us and you'll see economic development that prioritizes a Western-dominated rules-based order, and we will work with you to fight climate change and we'll take an inclusive approach to growth. And the skeptical response from these developing nations might go something like this. We've been burned by decades of Western-imposed austerity and high debt burdens, so why should we believe you on this? How will Joe Biden win them over? Well, it turns out that the strategy is to promise a whole lot of investment in their nations, which, as Gavin Bade writes this morning, marks a dramatic shift from decades of U.S. economic policy that largely focused on removing tariffs and other trade barriers in hopes that private U.S. companies would Russian and industrialize poorer nations. Instead, the strategy sees a much more active role for the federal government in investing throughout the world. Second, in the courts. Justice Brett Kavanaugh said in a Cleveland speech yesterday that he hopes there will be concrete steps soon to address ongoing concerns about ethics on the high court. That, of course, follows an avalanche of accountability journalism in recent months that have looked at justices' personal and financial ties to wealthy businessmen. And on Capitol Hill, as the House returns next week, the relationship between Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is about to face its greatest test yet. But now, as House Republicans press McCarthy to move to the right as they threaten his speakership, and as a government shutdown looms to say nothing of a possible Biden impeachment by the House and a major debate over funding for Ukraine, the speaker from Bakersfield could find himself at loggerheads with the senator from Kentucky. Joining me to discuss that is Playbook co-author Rachel Bade. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, Zach. So you've written this top about the relationship between Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. These two guys are both political animals at heart, but they have very different styles of leadership. Can you sort of dig into that a little bit? Yeah, so they're pretty much opposite when it comes to their personal demeanors. That's just to start. I mean, McCarthy is this sort of chatty politician who he gabs with reporters a lot. He, you know, talks with his members frequently about everything from their families to their dogs. Um, McConnell is sort of famously taciturn, keeps his cards close. And then, like, from a political standpoint or from a policy standpoint, 
They're obviously very different when it comes to Donald Trump. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, very close with Trump, talks to him on a regular basis, fawns over him in the public all the time. McConnell uh, hasn't spoken to Trump since December of 2020 when he told him that Biden won the election. He thinks Trump is a danger to democracy and would prefer him to, frankly, disappear. So, you know, right now, with the possibility of a government shutdown looming at the end of the month and with things like Ukraine funding and even a possible impeachment all sort of in the air, why is this now uh, sort of not a breaking point, but a moment of potential tension? Yeah, so September is going to be certainly a test for their relationship. I mean, these two guys, they... They're not close, but, um, you know, they, they do meet on a regular basis when Congress is in session and they have strategized together over the years to sort of push back against the Biden administration. But we're really going to see them diverge in September over three big things. That is government funding is the first thing. Ukraine is number two. And the third one is a potential impeachment of Biden. On government funding, McConnell has been very clear that he believes Republicans should be sticking to this sort of bipartisan debt ceiling and spending cap deal that McCarthy actually struck with the White House earlier this year. McCarthy has since gone back on that agreement, and House Republicans have been marking up spending bills at a much lower spending level than he had originally agreed to with Biden. McConnell talks about Ukraine in almost Every single floor speech he gives every day and has been doing that for several months. Ukraine support is really important to him. He thinks it's a matter of U.S. national security. McCarthy, however, has a bunch of conservatives who abhor the idea of funding Ukraine. And one thing McCarthy has sort of talked about recently is this idea of taking out an additional $24 billion supplemental package for Ukraine and sort of breaking it away from the rest of the government funding discussions. Over in the Senate, they want to pair everything together. And so if McCarthy breaks it away, it makes it much harder to pass. And he's also saying Republicans are going to need some sort of border concessions in order to support the Ukraine funding. I would say this impeachment chatter, that is going to be potentially another breach and that McCarthy is talking a lot about impeaching Biden, again, going back to sort of pleasing conservatives who really want to do this. But McConnell told the New York Times, you know, that impeachment was bad for the country and that he thought it would be uh, a bad habit to get into to have it on a regular basis. He said it should be rare. And that's it, it is divisive. And a lot of his own members have also publicly said they don't think there's enough evidence to impeach Biden. So these are areas where, you know, these disagreements are going to be bubbling to the surface. Well, it'll sure be something to watch next week. Thanks so much, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. And for your schedule today, the House and Senate are out. I'm Zach Stanton. Thanks for listening. All employees should have the opportunity and tools to grow their careers, regardless of where they start. That's why Amazon offers a range of free training programs from machine learning to UX design developed to help employees move into higher paying roles within Amazon. Learn more at aboutamazon.com.